0: You are. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Why are you like this? Ridiculous. (laughs) Can't believe you've done this. (laughs) Can't believe you've done this. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Hysterical History. It's a podcast with me, Alexis. Me, Haley. And uh, it's Comedy first and history second. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, I told you this is gonna we go. be I told you this is gonna be a bummer episode. You I know, already, I don't know what that means. You already know. I mean it just means that everyone involved like dies a terrible death oh, that's at fine. the end. <laughs> You know what? We all die. So it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So that'll, that's a fun, that'll be the moral of the story. We all die anyway. Everybody dies. So, you know. Memento mori. Remember that you will die. All right. Well, so keep that in the front of your brain as we (laughs) uh, move forward. Venture on. As we venture. This is going to be one of those like, is there a, there's a history for that kind of thing? Interesting. Okay. Uh, Yes. And we're going to do the history of washing your hands. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, of course there's a history of washing your hands. Yeah. Washing your hands is really important. (laughs) It's really important, and we haven't always done it. Oh, no. Uh, Which isn't to say that people haven't, like, put their hands in water and, like, gotten some dirt off.
1: That's not washing.
0: People aren't, like, washing their hands for the purpose of washing their hands. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, maybe— Getting some stuff off of it, but right? People don't care about hygiene. It's, it's not for the hygiene. I mean, it's like if you take a bath or a shower and you just don't use any soap, and you're just like, the water will do it. It's like, no, it won't. <laughs> uh, I've not I've, enough. I've tried so many times to be like, no poo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No shampoo regimens. Right. And uh, it never works. Yeah. Never and they're like, no, you just have to move past it. You when you're, do it when you're an oily, nasty mess. I'm like, I don't think anyone has ever tried this who had <laughs> Italian, his, like, ancestry. I don't think you get it. I don't think it's possible. Right. I, I did it one time because the internet was like, it'll make your hair curly. And then yeah. I was like, my hair feels disgusting. <laughs> what have you done and to feels me? feels so bad. I just need more moisture, not a lack of soap. And so then I was like, never again. <laughs> my hair is curly enough. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Fine. Anyway. So this is two of my favorite topics, being history and epidemiology. Most of my sources are kind of boring PubMed articles. sure, uh, But they're pretty easy to find because I don't have a subscription to anything. (laughs) So so they're all like all the free ones I can find, like the attempt to understand puerperal fever in the 18th and early 19th centuries, the influence of inflammation theory by Christine Hallett. Fascinating. And uh, just translated versions of the main guy's own book yeah right so it's possible you haven't noticed or maybe you're watching this in the future and you didn't look at the date but there's a pandemic on yes at the moment there is uh, and y- y- you you can just use gloves that's true uh, but gloves can actually increase your chance of uh, contaminating yourself if sure. you don't know how to remove them properly or you use them too much. Right. Like, if you don't take them off when they're dirty and replace them with clean ones. Right. And then you're just wasting a lot of gloves, probably. probably. You're, just, you're just wasting gloves. Like, So, like, you know how surgeons scrub up before surgery? Like, even the people—like, they're wearing right. gloves— even the people they still wash their hands first yeah like better than anyone's ever washed their hands Yep, up to your elbows is they, uh, they hold their hands weird in front of them like this they're like yeah weird you, I know you can't see me but you know <laughs> ritualized pre-op you know what they do scrubbing they put their hands up. But they're always, like, really close together. Like, they don't have them out. They're always here, like, with their elbows into their chest. If they're out, someone might touch them. Yeah. (laughs) You can't see them with both your eyes if they're way out You have to do, like, little T-Rex hands. (laughs) It's true. But reverse (laughs) T-Rex hands. So where the history comes into it is why do they do that? Right. Because death. Because death, obviously. We've talked about—I think we've mentioned this topic before. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just— didn't go into it. It's one of them like, I'll do it later. Yeah, probably. And some of you probably are already bored of this topic because freaking Google Doodles featured this man <laughs> like two days ago. Of course he and did. And I saw it and I was so mad. Freaking Google Doodles always beating <laughs> us to the punch. So mad. <laughs> so this is about Ignaz Semmelweis. Hmm. Uh, is he German? He's or German-speaking country. Yeah, he's Hungarian. Okay. I think ethnically German. Yeah, vice is the. Th- yeah, is the thing. And he he worked in Austria, so it's very okay. very Germanish. Yeah, Ger- Ger- the, German heavy in the German family. <sighs> people who speak German and Hungary was part of that family at the time mm-hmm. because uh, Austria-Hungary marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not really the. Marriage, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> marriage. Uh, anyway, we're talking about him, Semmelweis. Uh, he was a Hungarian doctor, born in 1818, died in 1865. Mm. So, okay. we're, he's we're not very old, he's not very old, yeah. We're mm. not, it's not that long ago. He should wash his hands more. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that long ago, friends. No, that we invented hand We're washing like, you should do that what if we washed our hands i just <laughs> say like i get it because i hate washing my hands yeah like i much prefer hand sanitizer mm-hmm. just because like you gotta get you i just don't like getting my hands wet and then you have to dry them off it's like irritating and yeah. i'm just like i just want to like do it and then it dries <laughs> and it's done i just want it to be done yeah instant clean right But, so I'm like, so, you know, if you're frustrated with washing your hands, I get it. Yeah, we get it. It's annoying. He gets it, but we'll see. We'll see. But you gotta. Uh, So from the time we are pre-formalized germ theory, Mm -hmm. we're at that time where a lot of people independently are kind of coming to the realization that germs are a thing and they're the cause of infection but It's incredible how long it takes us to figure out disease. Yeah, because first we have to be able to see them, and then we have to be yeah. able to prove there's some kind of causation. Right. And then we have to actually be able to do something about it. Yeah. Which takes a long time. Right, which is why, like, we've been talking about, you know, pandemic problems of the past, and it's like, yeah, but we, like, know how stuff works now. It's amazing. It's it's actually miraculous. And already I read something, yeah. like, about this. I'm like, And I'm sorry for people who are over, you know, like... They're just I'll, over it. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of over it. Like, every time people are talking about it, I'm like, be quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, you're annoying me. But, like, in a historical sense, it's more interesting to me that, like, I was reading something that was already, like, they've tried, like, 70 different drugs for... Mm-hmm curing or not curing but treating um, symptoms and potentially curing people and a lot of them are like stuff we already have for other stuff that they're like eh, it seems to work somewhat yeah yeah instead of like it has to be a brand new thing that no one's ever heard of right uh so that's exciting imagine if people started getting sick with some new thing and people didn't even know what it was or where it came yeah from. i have no idea what to do to to the degree of Um, we don't, like, we don't know how they got sick. Yeah, what's happening? We don't know how it spreads. It might just be the air smells bad. Right. Uh, Or it's just people, you know, getting... Like winter fits. It could just be that you're a woman. Yeah, That might be the problem. Yeah, something stupid. Have you tried not being a woman? Something dumb, like you're the wrong color or you're from a weird place. Yeah. So naturally you're just dirty. Like what if you didn't eat garbage and you're like, well, then I'd die. Maybe don't eat garbage. That's all I have. (laughs) So then I die. Garbage is my bread and butter. But anyway. Uh, Yeah, for reference, Louis Pasteur published his uh, germ theory in 1861. Louis, Louis. Yeah, Louis, my favorite. Babe. Love you, Louis. Mm -hmm. Beautiful Mm -hmm. French scientist king. So, and and still helpful. And still only like your second favorite. A uh, French physician. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ambrose Pare is Ambrose Pare is curing people when we don't even know why there's problems. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. He took He's a like stand. a magician. He he was like, listen, we shouldn't eat people. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> eating people isn't medicine. Listen, if it works, then I'm doing it. I don't care what mm-hmm. you say yeah. about what the Greeks were doing. We we could seem stupid. We could. This guy's kind of uh, Ambrose Pare in spirit. That's good. he does a bit of, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> why are That's we, we need? Why are we being stupid about this? Like you, there has to be somebody who goes, what's happening? Why aren't? Why are we doing what we're doing for there to be progress? So like, what if we were good. better? Yeah, and the world like tried harder. Shut up! I don't like that. We're not ready. I like what we always <laughs> do. I'm familiar. Uh, there's actually uh, I. Had never heard this. Maybe it's more of a thing Mm in different circles. But there's apparently a turn of phrase named after uh, Semmelweis. Mm -hmm. Just call it like Semmelweis reflex or Semmelweis effect, which means people are inclined to not change their habits, even though it's better just because they're entrenched in old uh, norms or beliefs. Right. Well, and it's like... Routine is so comforting Yeah, it's like you just – everything in your body is like, I don't want to do it different. No one wants to think that they've been doing it wrong. Right. And it's just like it's so easy to turn your brain to autopilot mode and just do what you always do mm-hmm. and, like, don't worry about it. Yeah. So I'm like, I get it. I get it. So Ignaz Semmelweis worked in Vienna as an assistant in the first uh, obstetricial clinic <laughs> – that's, that's like too many syllables. That's too hard. The obstacle? Mm, no, sounds wrong. Obst- uh, Obstetricians, Obstetrician's clinic. The obstacle course. Yes. Yeah. Basically, uh, which which means it's the it's the OB and OBGYN. Yes, they're the people who deal with like pregnancy and childbirth and postpartum care, general lady junk yeah. business. Obst obstetrician. Yeah. Ge- general. <laughs> Female genital time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's not a super important guy. He's mm-hmm. the assistant to uh, one of the professors there. So he's like okay, the equivalent of being chief resident. He does like early morning rounds and teaches some of the students and does clerical work. I'm so busy with thinking about Vienna as like sausages. N- oh, no. Nope. <laughs> I was going to say music uh, that I never think about it for a science but right like it's just one giant music hall yeah it's just like a big piano and violin that's it that's all of vienna (laughs) and it's made out of sausages it's made out of sausages that's it and just in a river of beer never been there but that's what i imagine lovely this time of year (laughs) the sausage when no one can go (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> the loneliest violin. But I don't play. think about science very much, although, you know, everyone does it. So. Yeah, they're kind of a cultural center mm-hmm. uh, back in the day when there's yeah. still an empire. So, you know, they, they have their— well, good for you, they sciencing. Have, they have their dirty little mitts in all different kinds of jars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you have money, you do everything, right? Yeah, like when you have money, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So, the why we're so good at the Olympics because we have money, (laughs) (laughs) but not this year by Olympics. By Olympics, they're like, maybe we won't change it. And I'm like, okay, okay. IOC needs to just like deal with it. Mm -hmm. Great, they're like, maybe we'll just do less. And I'm like, just if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. Don't do it anyway, anyway. staring at the well, that's, olympic that's, committee i'm that's my letter open letter to the e- ioc as someone who loves the olympics as someone who's obsessed with the olympics please stop, stop. <laughs> please stop <laughs> please what you're doing so the maternity wards back in the day in vienna were mostly attractive to the poor and underprivileged hmm. uh it wasn't Because rich people can have a doctor at their house. Yeah. Yeah. Rich people can just, like, have one come to them. I mean, that's kind of now, too. And uh, sex workers as well. And the state knows that. That's why they exist. Yeah. Uh, There's obviously no access to safe abortions Mm -hmm. or sex education or sex safety. Right. And there's a huge stigma against illegitimate children. Yeah. So there's a lot of. Uh, infanticide happening and the state's like we should make a free clinic for moms so they can come and give birth and stop killing their kids right which is terrible yeah uh and and it kind of works these they're they're teaching hospitals that's how they get away with being free right you know like when you uh Want a free haircut? So you go to like the training barber school. Yeah, or they're always like, come get this dental work done. You for free by a student, and I'm like, no thanks. That's free dental work. I know you're terrifying. gonna be a dentist, and you're probably already basically done. But um, I don't like that it's free. It's yeah, that it scares me. <laughs> you can tell we're definitely Americans. were like free healthcare. <laughs> it's suspicious. Seems suspicious. <laughs> is it a trap? I think you're trying to entrap me. <laughs> and in Hungary, it is a trap. <laughs> Uh so Tricked the you. yeah, the the Vienna hospital, I think it's Vienna General, mm-hmm. had two maternity clinics. First clinic and second clinic. They're so oh, sorry, we're in Austria, not Hungary. We're we're Aust- yeah, we're in Austria. He's from Hungary. It's too confused. Everything's German. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they have clinics. Uh so they have first clinic and second clinic. Uh even outside the hospital, these clinics have reputations. Oh. Uh I've seen a lot of different numbers. I think just because different rates spike and so you can have like the highest rate or the lowest rate and it's going to seem like a way different number. Right. But uh, in general, just talking ranges, the first clinic has an average maternal mortality rate of anywhere from 10 to 20 percent. It's bad. Uh, And the second clinic is more like 2 to 10 percent. Okay. It's way lower. It's much better, yeah. A couple things to note and not bad in like general. <laughs> yeah, like not too bad, not great, but like for the nineteenth century, not bad yeah for for the time, a two percent mortality rate incredible pretty standard yeah, I think very good. Uh, yeah, so a couple things the infant mortality rate is the same for both. Okay. It's just the mothers right. who are getting sick. They're coming down with. Babies are hard. Babies are hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's. A lot of things can go wrong. <laughs> A lot of things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. But. In this case, it's the mothers who are getting sick and dying. They'll come down with a fever within one to three days Mm -hmm. of giving birth, which is called uh, puerperal fever or postpartum fever or childbed fever. They have a bunch of names for it. Because your nasty hands. Because your nasty hands all up inside there. Mm -hmm. Although historically... Yeah, people are aware that mothers are at risk for developing infections. Right, as far back as Hippocrates, mm-hmm. uh, as far it- back as hypocrisy, as far back <laughs> as hypocrites have existed. Mm-hmm. Listen, hey, listen, it's a long time. Wouldn't you hate if like your fault, like your name, got turned into a word like hypocrite? Doesn't that like wouldn't that make you feel really bad? Is it the same? Root? I don't know. But, like, it feels like it's just from you. I mean, it's like it, saying— You're so close to the word. It's like saying uh, Hippocrates also is the source of the name for, like, hippodrome. Right. It's like— Yeah. I don't know that it's the same, but, like, that's what I think about. Or hippos. Could be hippos. It's not hippos. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're, you were na- like hippos were named after you? Pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the name for the fever mm-hmm. the Vienna Moms are getting only is really used in the 18th and 19th centuries. So it's something else before that? Well, it's not something else. It's just people aren't getting it as much for some oh. reason. Okay. And we can talk about why that is, but sure. I'm pretty sure it's an industrialization thing, Yeah, which is previously to this, uh, it's pretty standard for... There to just be, like, the pregnant woman and a midwife yeah. and maybe a couple other women in the room. Right. It isn't a whole bunch of moms in a single ward being handled by the same doctor. And, yeah. And, like, yeah, just the more people who are involved, the worse it's going to be yeah. in general. Uh, 20% fatality rate for this fever is low enough to be considered a sporadic form. <laughs> the epidemic form could be as high as 70 Sure. Fatality rates. But sometimes. like. <laughs> and sometimes just no one would make it out. It's just not good. It's not good. 20 is still pretty bad. <laughs> Twenty is still really bad. Especially when it's all from the same thing. Yeah. Like. They don't know that mm, though. They have no idea. They they think mystery uh, women's are just getting inflamed. Yeah. Not like, well, I don't know what to do. The uterus is just being weird. And women are a mystery. Women are health mis- wise Women are a mystery, you know? So patients and medical men together are all afraid of this. Uh They know it's a thing, and uh, it's kind of common knowledge that if you get it, you're kind of doomed. Yeah. So... It's like, too bad. And people know this about the clinics. It's not a secret Mm -hmm. that one of them has a vastly higher mortality rate. It's not good. When women show up to give birth, uh, they are begging to be put into the second clinic. Ugh. Semmelweis even, he describes women getting on their knees and begging not to be put in the first one. I'm just like, your baby's going to fall out. Uh, It's going to be terrible. Uh, There's a practice that emerges from this called street births, Mm. which is somehow worse than it sounds. Really? Uh, So these are women who are so afraid of being put in the first clinic that they are intentionally giving birth on the street. Right. And just lying about being on their way to the hospital so they can get intake privileges without being actually took in. Right. And Semmelweis is puzzled as heck because those street birth women have a higher rate of uh, living than the people in the first clinic. Right. You're more likely to live and have a healthy baby if you give birth on the street. On the dirty street. Like in the gutter. Great. What your hospital's doing very badly. Also, like, if I'm aware of that mm-hmm. as a an expecting mother, like, why not just have baby at my house? Right. The, like, yeah. if I think it's that bad at this place... Like, I'm like, maybe I can just do better, mm-hmm. even if I don't have money. <laughs> right. Just in my apartment or on whatever. me alone in a room. Yeah. Just yeah. get in my tub and there you go. And I'm sure a lot of people do that. Right. And, uh, yeah, you're still, probably okay. Still a better chance of living. Yikes. Because these are the most poor and at-risk people right? who are dealing with this anyway. Right. And, like, you know, I would say, like, that's obviously the privilege of, like, having a house or a place to do that in. Mm-hmm. But if you can do it on the street and it's still better <laughs> it's still then better. like, whatever, <laughs> which better, like, under 20 percent. So it's still, still not great. It's still not good. But it's better. But better. And it's just a flip of the coin, also, I think. I, if I had a house, I would just, like, become a midwife and be like, have yeah. your baby at my house. $10. Ten dollars. Ten bucks. Yeah, ten dollars. Ten bucks for a baby. And uh, we'll give you it's, soup. It's going to be better than the hospital. My rates, I'm sure. It's better. Like, it's going to be cheaper and also probably will die less. Cheaper than free? <laughs> no. I trying- mean, <laughs> your life. <laughs> so. You got to pay to live. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, Semmelweis is really depressed Mm -hmm. about this and he's just racking his brain trying to figure out what the difference is right and he, he just is going down all the different possible influences could be at work I mean, it's good for you. Investigation? Yeah, he's investigating. He's trying to figure out what the difference is. He, he examines religious differences. No. He doesn't find anything. It's <laughs> uh, weird, but sure. He, it isn't overcrowding because uh, the second clinic is way more full. I mean, yeah, because everybody's trying to get in there. And, and it's it's hard to say no to a pregnant woman who's, like, about to burst. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just, like, fine. And just, like, begging and yeah. tears in her eyes. at. It's sad. It's sad. And you're like, poor little baby. It's not air temperature or like climate or anything like that. I mean, they're in the same place. There is one really obvious difference mm. between the two. Yeah. The first clinic is the teaching clinic for uh, med students. Right. Who are going to be doctors. Yep. The second clinic is the teaching ward for midwives. Aha. Mm. huh Very different. Specifically trained for babies. Yeah, so just women training for babies and then the other one is medical students training to be doctors. Probably men. Uh, pretty much all men. Yeah, I don't think you can really be a doctor and a woman at the time. Be a do- That's why midwives. Yeah, that's why yeah. Met, that's why met, that's why it's different is he like circle? I just imagine him with a board with all the lions, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, all of these ones are men, and all of these are women. It's all Pepe Sylvia! Pepe <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> he's like, do the women understand the women better and they have magical powers? <laughs> i'll I'll always remember. So I took a microbiology course in college, mm-hmm. and they—this is a really famous story that they almost always tell of course. in those kind of introductory classes. But I remember when the professor told us what was happening. Yeah, everyone in the lecture hall gasped uh-huh. in horror, just like, "Oh my god! No, that's, that's so much worse than I thought it was going to be." Right. So, here's, here's what's happening. Uh-huh. Unlike the midwives, the yeah. medical students and doctors are training in a whole bunch of different areas. Yeah. So, they're not just doing the pregnant women. Right. They're also, you know, over in, like, the the influenza ward. Right. They're, they're over doing, doing the- surgery. Doing this, doing that. Right. And, notably... They are working down in the morgue doing autopsies. Mm -mm, Don't do that. And wouldn't you know, after all that dinging around and the dead bodies and whatever killed them, uh, with their bare hands, I might add, because why would you wear gloves if you don't know germs exist? Oh, it's just because it's gross? Like... Um, yeah. Like, beyond germs. Beyond germs. Touching dead body parts is nasty. Well, you're using a scalpel. No. But you're using <laughs> your hands. You are using your hands. You have to eat scalpel. So you can't pick stuff up with scalpels. Forceps. <laughs> or mm-hmm. tongs. No. Those, <laughs> those dirty boys are digging their hands right in the body guts. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. So they don't wash. They don't sanitize. And they go right from the morgue up to the maternity ward where they help deliver babies. Also... I mean, it's disgusting. Uh, I have heard this before. But also, I'm just like, I feel like there has to be some part of your brain, even when you don't know about germs, mm-hmm. that is like, maybe dead bodies it if, if, shouldn't be touched right before v- delivering new people. Yeah. Like, something about that feels bad? I mean, they're probably, like, <sighs> you know, toweling off, getting <sighs> the viscera off. Great. But, but it's, they're still covered in germs. Right, because they don't know about germs. But it's like, I just feel like you're like, maybe someone who didn't touch a dead body in the <laughs> last 10 minutes could do this. No, they're doctors. They know what they're doing. Which is like, this is hilarious specifically because it's one of those things where it's like the prestige mm-hmm. of what you're doing makes people think that you know what you're doing. That you're infallible. Yeah. And this is like almost a reverse Ambrose Parade where the old way to do the thing is the right way to do the thing that's been working for a long time. And now that you're, um, you know, industrializing things and mashing it all together, mm-hmm. doesn't work as well because you're not being smart about it. Yeah. Because you're thinking about too many things instead Which, of focus. Yeah. I should say the midwaves aren't. Probably aren't wash. They're not washing their hands either. Yes. Yeah. Nobody washes their hands. They're just not going down to the morgue and also touching dead bodies. Right. It's more the midwives are just there to do pregnancy mm-hmm. labor stuff. Right. So so like they like yeah the they're not transmitting like infections and stuff to the women because unless they are touching a woman who had an infection to another woman who had an infection. Yeah. There's no there are much a lower rate of cross-contamination. It's significantly less likely Mm -hmm. that anything bad's going to happen. Yeah, I don't mean, like, washing hands, but I mean, like, just the way that it's concentrated. Right. Because it's like, that's always been... Its own thing. hmm Like, you don't call doctors because your wife is having a baby. Like, ever in history, basically. Yeah. There are people who do that, and doctors have better things to do. hmm <laughs> So, like... They have men... The men need issues. Yeah. Have things to men do. Men time over there. Man time in the man cave I man. I gotta go cut off doctor. this man's leg. Because <laughs> he man, got it in a bear trap. <laughs> a man's leg. A man bear trap. <laughs> man bear pig trap. Mmm, long pork. Anyway... <laughs> I don't know what's happening. No, don't know. The uh, Semmelweis' light bulb moment is he, he goes on a trip to Venice, I think, ah. because he's super depressed about all the dead moms. So he went to Venice? I mean, it, everyone goes to Italy when they're sad. But Venice. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Venice, but. <laughs> yeah, he like, went to Venice. He's like, you know what I want instead of being around all these dead moms? I want to go to a dead city that smells like dead fish. It probably smelled a little better. That's slowly sinking (laughs) to the earth. (laughs) I like the smell of dead fish. I'll have you know. I do, too, but not in Venice. (laughs) I've been there, and it wasn't good. You went there in 2000-something. It's been a long... It's only a couple years ago I went to Venice. Yeah, but he went in 1840. Sure. It's been a while. It still smells bad. There's no... uh... I don't know. The canals and stuff, that's a problem. They don't clean it. Yeah. Uh, So he he goes there on vacation. Yeah. uh, Just for a break. He leaves on the 2nd of March, and he comes back on the 20th. And uh, he has a good friend, uh, Jacob Kolechka, or Jacob. (laughs) Jacob. I'm not not sure which one it is, uh, who works at the same hospital. He's the... uh, Like professor of forensic medicine. Okay. At the hospital. Sure. And they're just, they're buddies. Cool. Uh, And when he comes, when Semmelweis comes back on the 20th, his friend is dead. Oh. That sucks. Yeah, he's been gone a while. He's like, so what? I have been gone like a couple weeks and he just died. He's only, he was only 46. Right. That's something. He's got 20 whole years left. What are we doing? (laughs) He's got like five years ahead (laughs) of him at the rate he's going. So he's told this is what happened. Uh-huh. Uh, while performing in an autopsy with his students, Kolechka's finger gets pricked by a scalpel uh. that one of his students are using. Yeah. Uh and his symptoms Yeah, are... no that kid stabbed him on purpose. Yeah, that kid like stabbed him. <laughs> he freaking hates that professor. Through the and hand. You gave him a knife. <laughs> and he was like I'm gonna stab it's him like, and I'm gonna cut open this body and I'm gonna <laughs> cut open you. Ooh, whoops. Uh-oh. Didn't mean to do that. Sorry. <laughs> And so to the surprise of no one listening now, yeah, uh he develops the same symptoms and the same fever as the pregnant women. But he's not pregnant. But he's not pregnant. What's happening? I thought that was a woman flu. That's that's the women's flu I'm from f- in inflated vaginas or something. Could he be a woman? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Actually, you know what the saddest part is about uh Kolechka? Mm. The portrait that everyone uses, I think it's the only one we have of him. It kind of looks like, you you remember a couple years ago, uh, some old woman painted over that fresco of Jesus trying to do a home renovation. Uh Uh-huh. And it ended up looking like a nightmare. Yeah. He looks like that. Oh, no. Like someone airbrushed him. Into being a blob. Yikes! It's like that's too bad. Oh no! It's you never know when you're going to be remembered forever. It's right. hard to know when you should really, really spill. Well, and it it sucks when it's like your death too. It's like he was a freaking professor of <laughs> forensics. Like he was important, mm-hmm. and it's like remember how he died? Yeah, <sighs> oh, I remember how he died. Yeah, he isn't known for anything he did. He's known right. as the guy who died and got. And then his friend was like, "Now I understand everything." <laughs> <laughs> and then his friend had galaxy brain. hmm yeah. 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 So Vice has it all figured out now. He's like, guys, it's the corpse particles. Guys. I thought you say. It's the corpse parties. It's the parties. We keep it's having corpse parties twine, right before we have baby parties. Because it's 1847. Let's not get too carried away with scientific accuracy. Right. He thinks it's little little corpse particles. I mean, he's not wrong. It's not. Like, that's wrong. Basically, right? Yeah. So he, he makes... He's, he's a good boy. He starts uh, getting staff to, uh, like, wash their hands with a chlorinated solution. Okay. Not because he knows about germs, but because it gets rid of the smell that's on their hands. I mean, that helps. And, like, you're so close to it. That's why smells exist. That's why You sm- know? That's kind of why smells exist. To help us be like, is it good yet or no? Right. Should- you ever wonder, like, you know, it's like when you smell yourself and you're like, I smell bad. Mm-hmm. And then you're immediately like, I should take a shower. It's like, yeah. yeah. That's what your body does. That's what yeah. a lot of things do to make you be like: if it smells bad, go away, right? Or <laughs> fix it. If something's rotting, your brain isn't like yummy, right? It's like no, maybe I shouldn't eat that. It's going bad, right? Like the chicken that I threw out, and then it smelled so bad downstairs. <laughs> the actual smell oh, of death. It's terrible. Uh, life and chicken at the time of <laughs> COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time of COVID. Yes. Uh, no, the time of Chalera. <laughs> Chalera. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, lo and behold, uh-huh. mortality plummets, like, overnight, mm. basically. Magical. Uh, like, 90%. Like, 90% fewer deaths because they started washing their hands. It has to be so weird when that happens because you're like, well, one, you know, if you're him, you're like, wow. I mean, that's obviously it. Like, some, something's happening. Bad. Yeah, that's found it. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you know there are some doctors who are still not doing it, who are like, yeah. well, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then they see, like, all of a sudden the rates go away, and they have to be like, I bet some of them killed people. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> well, oh. I guess you're right. I, get, I mean, that's what you would But hope. you don't have to, like, make a big deal out of that's it. That's what you would hope people okay. would do. Yeah. Is Say so I guess you're right instead of being like no they were gonna die anyway. Uh, yeah, so Ignaz is like, hey maybe wash your hands and please. In the spring he figures it out. You know his friend dies in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, by April, happy March. <laughs> uh, rates drop to two point two percent, and then the next month to one point two percent, and by the fall and the following year, it's they have months where there's no deaths at all Incredible. in the first clinic. And if you want the happy ending about how hand washing saves lives and everyone learned their lesson, this is where you stop listening to the podcast. Bye. Go Thanks. wash your hands. Go wash your hands. Subscribe. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So if you're still here, mm-hmm. the breakthrough that he discovers yeah. uh, ends his career, if not his life. Oh God. It it is. Real bad for him. Because you know what the Vienna General Hospital and medical community hear when they when they know that he's making people wash their hands? They don't see, oh, we found a way to embed ourselves in our mm-hmm. medical practice. Yeah. What they hear is, it was your fault and yeah. you've been killing women. It's It's been the doctor's fault the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Which is True. Uh, But they don't want to hear that. But you shouldn't say it. They don't want (laughs) to hear, hey, you did this. Right. I mean, that's a huge liability problem. Mm -hmm. You've been directly responsible for the deaths of hundreds of patients a year. Because guess what? Uh, In the 19th century, lawsuits exist. So watch out. And some of us can't offer a real explanation he has an idea of what's happening, right. but he has no scientific Doesn't findings. Know what really, are. yeah. He's basically dead. People stink, so we get the stink off and corpse particles, maybe. And everyone hearing this is like, "You don't even have a real theory. Corpse particles hit you and make you into a corpse." That sounds like magic nonsense. Right, what about you? Talking about zombies? Get out of here! You're talking about zombies. You're crazy. Stop being stupid. And I'm like. But it worked, like it yeah, <laughs> like it's it's such bad flashbacks to math class when they're like, "How did you do it?" And I'm like, well, I did it? Who cares?" I got the, Is it the right answer? Do you or think not? I cheated? Like I don't. I, isn't it this number? And they're like, "Yeah, but you have to show it how." And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. I'm just amazed it's right." Yeah. Okay. Who cares if I guessed? (laughs) It's right. Because if your method is wrong, you might not get the right answer the next time. It's true. No, and I'm like, I get it, especially in a scientific community that you're like, you have to prove why this works. Yeah. And that like. You need to be able to replicate results, but they can replicate results. Right. Uh, So why? Because they're fussy and they don't want to be wrong. They don't want it to be their (laughs) fault. No one wants it to be their fault. Yeah, no one wants to hear, hey, you killed those women. Right. It's really bad. It's, like, bad. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. But they don't want to hear it so much that he basically makes an enemy out of all the administrators in the hospital, all right. the professors, all the head doctors. This is when you move to uh, a new country yeah. where they don't know you, and you say, bro, <laughs> I can solve your problem right away. He, Promise. He he should have. Promise. Probably. And then they're like, who are you? Mm-hmm. But then they're like— Desperate. So they're like, okay. Weird Viennese doctor. Sure. sure. And then he fixed the problem. And then they're like, oh, man. like He's a witch. Burning. Probably. <laughs> gotta go to the right country yeah. <laughs> where they're not worried about that. But they're like, oh, man. That's crazy. Let's just, like, keep it chill. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just wash hands and it'll be cool. And it'll be fine. And then just do it on the down low. On the low." Because I'm like, you know, as... A random person. Do I want to know, like, what's happening and why the bad things were happening? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But with something like this where it's like they just didn't have any idea, it's like, don't tell them. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Be like, we made new <laughs> medical discoveries that are making it easier. Yeah. There's a way to uh, cover your bad acts and just pretend you discovered a new thing. And it's, like, and, well, and it's like, is it bad acts if you don't know? I don't know. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you could have probably been smarter about it. You could have thought more about it. You could have done what he did and spent time on it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I understand why you're not. Yeah, You're just trying your best and you weren't able to do it. But like once you're presented with the thing that works, one, you have to do it. Yeah. And two, like just you just gotta PR it the right way. It's like just do it. I love how impassioned you are. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's so- Because it's it's so so fixable. It's so It's so easy to twist it and be like, bam. So easy. Done. They don't know about PR yet. They don't know how to do they haven't seen like good ads yet. (laughs) They don't know how to twist it. They don't know how to be good, good. Advertising mind. Meld weirdness. They haven't happen. seen every season of Mad Men like yeah. I have. I know what to do. You should have bitched <laughs> Mad Men. Gosh. Idiots. And all of you should too. No, I'm kidding. I mean, if you want to, it's good. I was watching. Last was, season's bad. I was reading an article about. Us two, maybe. The, whoever was writing it was like, I hope that that mid century uh, style dies finally and it's all Mad Men's fault. I'm like, I, I think Whoa. that style's pretty cool. They mean like of dress or? Uh, I mean mostly uh, like interior design. Oh, I like it. Yeah. It's like clean and nice. I'm sorry. It makes you so grumpy. I know. Someone was (laughs) really grumpy about interior decorating online and it was. (laughs) was I mean, we all got opinions. Sure. We all got to like crank out the number of freelance I mean, I did just yell a lot about washing your hands (laughs) in PR. So I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I don't want to, like, have done that and then immediately be like, well, your thing's stupid. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> like, what I was excited about it makes sense. <laughs> well, your thing. No, no, no. Your thing is bad. We all have feelings. Yeah. So uh, Samuel Weiss is in not a good position. Move. The whole medical community turns against him, and he's dismissed from the hospital and mm-hmm. eventually harassed out of Vienna entirely. So he, he has to mm-hmm. move. I mean, but move out of Austria. Move away. Honestly. Yeah. There's so many problems. problems. Problems in the past you can solve with move to a different country. Just going somewhere else. Like I was editing our um, mini Mm -hmm. and we were talking about um, Queen Mary, right? Mm, Right. Scots. And we're like, just move somewhere that's not England (laughs) or Scotland. Go away. Go anywhere. Anywhere. Doesn't matter. You can. Just do it. That's what the last of the surviving Romanovs did. She won't do it. (laughs) Just move away. People are like, can you... Uh, do that again? They're like, no, absolutely right. not. And don't even be a queen. Just be a random woman. Just move. They don't know. Right? There's no identification. You're fine. You're just fine. move. It's fine. So many problems. Become an solved. immigrant. Right. No. Remember in, yeah. Remember in the '70s when you could just move and then you just have a new identity and nobody knew who you were? Well, all of the '70s, 1970s, yeah. every 70s. Yeah. 1770s. That's over now. But. In the past, that's the solution. That's the solution. Move to a new country. But he's so, he has your outrage. He has triple hundred times your outrage. Right. Because he's actually in it. Yeah. Uh, And the indifference of the medical community, the leaning on outright Mm -hmm. uh, hostility is, is really terrible. And he hates it. Right. Uh, And it makes him really depressed and angry. Fair. So after some bad reviews come out about his book that he writes about Uh, it, he goes on kind of a rampage of writing open letters to medical community heads. And he's like, I can't believe you're doing this. You're ignoramuses. Yeah. You are – in." Like murderers, uh, the, you're not even listening to me, right? And you can tell he's really at the end of his rope to the point where people who know him are like, maybe take it easy, kind of, sweetie, calm down. His wife's like, maybe take a breath or two, right? I'm like, the the issue, you know, is not him being upset and complaining about it, but when you get to the level of like saying you're murdering people. Because of what you're doing, whether or not it's true, <laughs> which it's kind of, it's now that they know, now that someone's presented mm-hmm. a possible solution and no one's even looking into it right now you're into the realm of i mean it's kind of murder now no and i agree yeah. with him but when you get to that level where you're that impassioned as <laughs> you're doing that no one yeah. is ever going to listen to you They're, they stop listening you, because yeah. you're so, like you're so ex- you, you're so emotional that like their only response is going to be emotional it's all going to be tone policing i have a second yeah. option for him of something to do just go to the press yeah I mean, it, he kind of does. That's what an open letter is, in a way. Uh, no, but I'm saying go to a journalist and oh. tell them these doctors are murdering yeah. people. And have that journalist go in there and, like, undercover and, like, try to figure stuff out. Do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll do that. Yeah. It, it seems like something they'll do in Austria. You'd have to find somebody who's into it. But, like, 18- I, I believe you can. 40s, 60s. I mean, 60s. in the 1800s, newspapers are a-boomin'. They are. Uh, They're crazy. For some reason, they didn't want to boom on the mom's dying fair as much. That's a very niche uh, interest. Group. But that's what I'm saying. Like every every, there's always that thing in journalism, right? Where there's somebody, there's people don't want to do the story because of whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But like somebody'll do it. I'm like, you just have to find the one. There, I think there's find kind the of a or girl, kind of, but an, probably boy. Probably they probably won't let women do it. Probably. Yeah, find the person. Find the find the human who yeah. will do that or move. His uh, his depression flares up. I mean, yeah. Obviously, he's not doing good mentally. It consumes him. This is kind of all he thinks about. I mean, how t- could it not? Yeah, like he, he, it's on his mind so much. Because now it feels like it's his fault. Uh, by eighteen, like sixties, he's drinking, spending time away from home, probably with sex workers. Uh, just like disappearing for lengths of time, yeah. Uh, having fits, he won't talk about anything else besides his, his one medical interest. And finally, right. people have enough of it, uh, so that same year, age of forty seven, he's committed to an asylum. Oh, I was like, do they murder him? Uh, well, he dies two weeks later, so they kind oh. they kind mm-hmm. of murder him. Yeah. Uh, we think from an infection because the guards beat him so much. What an ironic twist. Wash your feet. (laughs) When the guards beat the crap out of you, you gotta wash. Wash your boots. He couldn't. He was in a straight jacket. I'm not telling him to wash. I'm saying (laughs) they should have washed their boots. I mean, yeah, he just gets gangrene. In between the beatings. He gotta wash that gangrene out. Yeah. And they didn't, so he dies in a couple weeks. It's almost like they don't care about people in insi- asylums. It's almost like they don't care. And specifically about him. Imagine being hit so hard that you die within two weeks. Oh. Of an infection. Of an infection. An untreated infection. Yikes. Oh, my God. Why? Mm. So, I don't. this is one of those moments where I'm like, I'm glad I don't live in the past. Right. Glad I don't. Also, like... <laughs> The level of irony is, like, yeah. rude. It's, like, so mean. It's not even, like, funny because it's mean. It's mean. <laughs> it's like, I'm laughing, but it's mean. It's so aggressively. <laughs> it's so rude. rude. It's so rude. That you're like, God, that's not nice. That's that's not cool. Like, How, it's, it's funny only in the darkest timelines. The absolute darkest form of humor. Yeah. Like, well. Yikes. This happened. This this is like actual irony where you're just like, Because oh. <laughs> I feel like irony has like if people have it synonymous with humor and, and it's like I'm like, no, it's more like, huh, look at that. <laughs> Dramatic irony. Oh. We knew you were gonna die of an infection and you had to. You just had to. Yeah. So his all his medical replacements at the hospitals and clinics. Yeah. Uh go back to the old way. Right. And there's an immediate Increase in deaths again. So ridiculous. Uh, And even more than that, there's no research. There's no protest. There's no questioning of like, hey, maybe that was a factor. Mm -hmm. Because I can see maybe it's just like, I don't, we just had a really bad couple years. Right. Why Mm -hmm. are humans like this? Something. it's the Semmelweis effect, mm-hmm. where people do not want to look at new information and prefer the old stuff. I feel bad that his name is on that though, because that makes it sound like he was one of those mm-hmm. who was like, "I prefer the old stuff." When he's the opposite, it's very sad. So I'm like, "You don't deserve that." There, there were doctors. Your in... thing should be wash your hands. <laughs> there were doctors in Germany who were like, "Hey, I'll give it a try. Sure. I don't think corpse particles are any part of it, but I'll give it a try." Yeah. Uh, one of them, it's this is like, it just keeps getting sad. Like, Mm. the more you care about this, the worse it goes (laughs) for you. Yeah. Uh, One doctor was, uh, he's like, I think you're on to something with this hand-washing thing. And he later committed suicide because his, uh, I think his sister died after he helped deliver her baby. Oh. And he's like, it wasn't enough. I think I did it. It's sad. It's sad. And, like, I don't know if. That was a factor. Not sometimes. Right. Sometimes women just like don't make it. Yeah. Uh, but he thought he was responsible. Right. He thought he did it. And it's so it's so sad. But mm-hmm. the, the critics they they think Semmelweis is being he's reverting to like old mysticism. Which is insane. <laughs> Which is, oh no, not true. But corpse particle sounds like superstitious nonsense, and they're like, yeah, we, we're men of science, and we're not going to listen to your right. gobbledygook. So they don't do it. <sighs> and it's like, it's so f- weird. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously this is like 400 years later from the Renaissance, but it's like so strange of them to be like you know, doctors in the Renaissance to be like, Greek, ancient Greeks knew everything. And mm-hmm. it's like, why would that be true? And then everybody's yeah. like, shut up, Ambrose, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why am, Why does it work then? <laughs> yeah. Why does it, it, it work? But my thing's working, so like, who cares? And that, that gets him to be like, doctor for the king. Because mm-hmm. they're like, he's good. Yeah. He's it, good. It works. Clearly. Because they're just like, results are good. And then, you get to this point where they're like, ah, uh, you sound like an ancient quack who didn't know anything. And it's like, but it's working. What with your alchemical particle bits Ooh. from the dead bodies? Aw, stupid! And you're like, but the results work, and they're like, we don't care about that. We'd rather have them go up and, and it's get like, you out of here. And just for me, because like I'm, I'm a very like statistic-driven person. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, it doesn't matter what I believe in my mind to be true or false. Like I'm gonna go with what statistics say. Because, like, that's actual facts, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, some statistics can be skewed or weird or whatever. But, like, even if I have a thing in my mind where I'm like, it's this way, and then I'm presented with statistics, and I'm like, no, it's not. Then I'll be like, oh, I guess it's not. Oh, well. And I just adjust my brain. Numbers don't support it. Yeah, so then I don't think that anymore. So just, like, people being so adamant that even when they're presented with real statistics, being like, well, but I don't like it. Well, but I have an opinion. Is like, so... What about your opinion? Because people are dying, especially with people dying. Like, yeah, because the things I'm worried about, people my brain don't involve people dying. <laughs> Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do, which is why you should wash your hands and yeah. vaccinate. Yes, uh, the one of the saddest parts. There's so many sad parts. Yeah, but one of, one of the like further the thing i'm sadder than the man who <laughs> dies in the insane asylum and the man who kills himself and that other man who died earlier. Uh yeah, there's like a lot of deaths and that's to say nothing of all of the women right. who've been dying who are just yes. poor and nameless because right. no one cares about it's them in history. Incredibly depressing. Uh, but his semicolice vices, uh he earned Acceptance after his death, Uh obviously, right? Uh, But so soon after his death, because Louis Pasteur came out with his like his treatises just mere years after he died, and finally gave uh, a mechanism by which his theory might be real. His ghost is like, "F you, guys! (laughs) F you! I was right! I was right! You should have gone to France." Louis would have been like, "Oh, talk to me more about this." Uh, on an upbeat note, because I want you to wash your hands uh-huh. and be happy. Yeah. Uh, some of us is considered the head pioneer in antiseptic uh, practice. Good. There's a ton of stuff named after him now, mm-hmm. and like a ton of just smaller statues that didn't make its way into the Wikipedia article. Right. Uh, like I think one of the pictures was just a bust on like a little pillar. Yeah. Like outside a Singapore university or something. Nice. This is you know people all over the place. People honor him, and they should. Yeah. Uh, But there's a Semmelweis University uh, for medicine and health related disciplines Mm. in Budapest, Hungary, where he's from. Uh, His home where he lived has been turned into a medical history museum in his honor. Mm -hmm. There's a Semmelweis Clinic, a hospital for women located in Vienna. Nice. In 2008, he was selected as the motif for an Austrian commemorative coin. Mm. He has a minor planet named after him. Cool. Who doesn't want a planet named after him? Right. Hungary issued a postage stamp with his face on it. Cute. In like the 30s. Yeah. You know, when they were doing really well. When they were all about the stamps. (laughs) Uh, Everyone's into those stamps. Booming stamp industry. And, of course, uh, Google Doodle used him to promote hand washing on the 20th of March, 2020, during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, good old Google Doodle. Good old Google, spoiling my reveal. Thanks. As usual. Freaking Google. Freaking Skynet. Freaking Skynet. (laughs) <laughs> Always ruining things. If you didn't for think me. Google was Skynet, well well here you go. No, that's good. I think that's one of the nice things about looking back, you know, is that you can do it in a more educated, intelligent way and you can be like, Oh you were right. Oh, we we should wash our hands. Right. And that, like, obviously it sucks that he's treated really badly in his life and it went real bad at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, <laughs> it's too bad that it spiraled into death and decay of you know, everyone involved. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But, like, you know, there there is a, a nice feeling of um, redemption when people finally are like, okay, yeah. I you, see. Oh, you were right. You were right. And like you were so right, and and you know with all like the statues talking about and like things named after him and stuff, it's like clearly people are I think doing the correct level of correcting Mm -hmm. that it's not like they're like oh my gosh he was the savior of the earth wonderful you know, (laughs) but like they're like wow that's incredibly useful Mm -hmm. really good job really good discovery good for you and like that you committed to it because he could have just backed out on it he could have just done nothing yep he could have he could be a footnote in someone else's. Entry mm-hmm. in history. Like, right. he thought about it and then he wrote a paper and just nobody cared. So kept then he was like, well, doing his thing. Whatever. He never actually put it into practice and right. bullied all the younger interns into doing it. Yeah. No. Like, he's inc- uh, clearly very uh, empathetic, whereas these other doctors, not so much. Yeah. Maybe a little too empathetic. Probably. To the point of kind of drove himself a little mad there at the end. I have seen I get it. I've seen uh, – some people think he might have had, like, early-onset Alzheimer's mm. or some other kind of yeah dementia. But uh, he, like <laughs> – there's, there's evidence of him being extremely depressed right. way before that. Yeah. I think he just – if you told me he had a complete mental-emotional breakdown, I wouldn't – yeah, seems right, likely. And, like – um, you know, as a decently empathetic person, like I I can't imagine discovering something that bad like that's so preventable and like not having a mental breakdown like <laughs> when no one believes you. Right, like I am so overwhelmed with like one other person's emotions, like strong emotions, mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah, I can't even imagine not And not even before even telling anyone about it, but just, like, it clicking in your brain that, like, all of these people died and they didn't have to. Yeah. And it was something so easy to do. And this like, how much that would have to weigh on you as a person. I know. Like, how heavy that would just have to make you the rest of your life. Right. Especially when people aren't fixing it. Because even if they fix it, you're still like, oh, yeah. those people. And you just feel terrible. It feels like your fault. You have that survivor's guilt. And then it thing. doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. And then it's just like, yeah, I mean, well, same. Well, <laughs> same, dude. It's a lot. Yeah. Everything is a lot sometimes. Right. But. Um, you know, the the turnaround now. Yeah, but now we wash our hands. <laughs> that's right. And, like, that that's the main advice. Yeah. You know, like, that's the biggest thing that we can do and that they want us to do. Yeah. Um, but even the, the most simple of hand washing mm-hmm. uh, lowered – fatality by like 90%. Right. Um, wash your hands. Like, in in a way, this is one of the things that I, I really hope there's an afterlife specifically just so that he can see like all of us being told to wash our hands by all of like the big medical community yeah. and <laughs> just be like, oh, yes, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. That's <laughs> all I wanted. I just wanted you to wash your hands. Right. And that like not only did it work on your little microcosm of one hospital to one hospital, Mm-hmm. You know, or one clinic to clinic, but that, like, it works for everything. Yeah. And it works really well. And it's like, good job. Yeah, wash your hands. You obey. Yeah. Uh, next medical episode <laughs> I do is going to be, this is why you should vaccinate. Yes. Please. Oh, my gosh. You are spitting in the face of <laughs> so many thousands <laughs> of years of mass death. Dead doctors are crying tonight. What? what are you doing? They spent so much time doing this for you. They did this for you. <laughs> um, but thank you for, for educating us all on the, history, the boy. Of, history of hand washing. The boy and this is sad. What, <laughs> what, if, what if we washed our hands? What if we did it? You know, you'd be amazed at what, what happens happen? when you wash your hands. Right. I'm happy because I thought maybe you were going to do the thing I want to do mm. for next week that is similar. Oh. <laughs> but mine is happier. <laughs> oh, good. Of course. So. Of course it is. I always pick the really sad ones. <laughs> you do. But uh. it's good. It's important. This one's important. Yep. So. It's hysterical uh, wash your hands. Yeah. With the mass hysteria that is pandemics. Um. But yeah, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed learning and that you uh, can email us hysterical history podcast at gmail. com. We love to hear what episodes you like or th- topics you want us to talk about or just like send us cute pictures of whatever we get dogs. we get cows, we get cakes. It's great. It's great. <laughs> we kids, whatever. whatever goats <laughs> or children, goats, whatever. children, cows, <laughs> dogs, cats do it. Uh, You can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We really appreciate it. Uh, And even if you can't leave us a review on iTunes, if you could rate us on iTunes, like if you're just able to log in and click stars. Uh, We were on the charts recently, which is very exciting uh, and led to us having a lot of new listeners, but also led to a lot of people not liking us, which uh, is fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to like us, but... Uh, the vocal minority very aggressively uh, rates in a negative way. Yeah. So if you do like us, uh, please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Leave us a review if you can. Or, like, find somebody you know who has an iPhone and be like, can I borrow it? And then do it. <laughs> hey, I just need to borrow this for a second. It's, thanks. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but only if it's safe indoors yeah. with you. And while someone you do someone it, you're quarantined with. Grab their phone that their nasty, smelly hands have been all over and be yeah. like, hey wash your hands yeah. after I do this because I touched it and also you wash your hands and you wash your hands wash your phone Mm-hmm. everything wash everything okay we love you we love you bye 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 bye